Hi, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and just all around happy human that you are here and that I get to share this space with you. Um, I know even as I search out my own podcast to listen to, how special and sacred it is that I get to be one of the ones that you listen to. And so I just want to like right away to tell you thank you. And I hope that what you find here um, is something that's good for you. That's it's kind of like setting out um, a picnic and we'll like try some things and some things you're going to be like, that's my favorite thing ever. And other things you're going to be like, that's nope, 100% not for me. And what's good is that we get to continue to share space and show up to the picnic and try things on, learn from each other. So that's the way that TrailerCast is, is it's free flowing. It's right now, it's live, it's with people, it's, it's sometimes me flying solo, um, but really it's a way for us to have multifaceted, diverse experience of what it means to be human right now. Today just so happens to be July 2nd, 2020. Um, and today we're dipping into something just you and me. We're gonna talk about entity versus action remembering who we are, and living from the good. Um, I've had a, do you ever have that thing where you're talking to people, maybe a couple of different people throughout the week and you end up kind of having a similar conversation. So like, you're like, oh, I've, I've, I'm hearing it again and it's, it's happening again. And so sometimes we call those things coincidence or serendipity or, um, synchronicity or being in the flow. Like there's all these ways that we can talk about it. But what happened for me this week is I was texting with a friend and we were t- kind of going back and forth on the difference between entity versus activity or action. And then it happened again today. And so this is what I want to break down for us. When we think about identity and who we are, we tend to pair action words to it. So if I am a therapist, then I do therapy. And if I am a mom, then I do all these mom things. Okay. And so we begin to over-identify in often case or mistake the entity for the activity or the action of the role that is inherent. We begin to build a practice or action or lifestyle around a role. And then we call the action the thing. I am a mom because I pick up and drop off. I am a mom because I wipe the booties. I am a mom because I, whatever, I I'll just, I'll just speak freely, because I don't take care of myself and I just put my hair up in that messy mom bun and do the things. Whatever story we tell ourselves about what activity equals this role. And you, I want you to examine this. I want you to think about any role that you have, whatever your entity or, or designed role is. Okay. You, it could be role of friend. And, and then, so in order to be a friend, clearly that means I text you, I call you, I think of you, maybe I send you something I'm here for you. And these are all things we do. Okay. Now I understand that roles bear fruit. 
Okay. And that roles include a doing, not just a being. But when we continually mistake the activity for the entity, we forget that we don't have to earn the role. We already are the thing. I am not more mom because I do more. And I am not less mom because I do less. I am a mom to Isaac, Judah, and Eden every day. I'm a mom to them right now as I sit outside of them directly. I'm in my office. I am technically having a work day, and yet I am still 100% mom. And this is the difference between entity, who I am, and the activity, and I begin to think that I am a mom when I am doing mom duties. No, I am mom. Mama, mommy, depending on who's talking to me. (laughs) I bring this up to allow us to remember what is the impetus, the catalyst for the action. If I spend my time and attention focus on the doing, I begin to live on empty that I have to do in order to maintain. I have to do these mom things in order to be a mom or to be a good mom, okay? When I slip into the seat of I am, I am mom. I'm able to rest, to be, to welcome in the actual relationships rather than the task-oriented rut. As mom, I am comfort and home and hug and boo-boo kisser and tear wiper. I am also the referee and and I I am all these things. And when I slow down and I, I live into the identity of mother, it feels different. And I live out of who I am rather than what I have to do. So this is, this is your turn. This is where it becomes your turn. What role are you living out of action and activity instead of entity and identity? And what role do you find your most hustle? Like trying to do the thing rather than realizing you just are the thing. I, want, I do want to know. So like literally, genuinely, either email me or DM me or come find me on the interwebs. But I'm curious about the ways in which we slip into that space and what happens when we return to who we are rather than what we do. And this is the second piece of where we're going today, is remembering who we are. So I had the opportunity to work with someone this morning, and I framed our entire session through the lens of remembering. And I think that this is a lot of the times what happens as we have different experiences as humans and and, in people, we have all these experiences that kind of chip away at our identity or they confuse us, be it, be it normal, just, just guys, just being a human. Like these aren't even like catastrophic trauma things. I'm just talking about like feeling like, did that, does that person like me? Or, um, who am I? And how do I fit in here? And and how do I make adult friends? And like, I don't even, I don't even mean the biggies. I mean like, just like, just like the basic, the basic stuff. Okay. 
when we are confronted with this kind of forgetting, or what if, what about this? How about the, like, go back to mom land again. Moms who dissolve their identity as woman, as wife, as, as independent human, right? As this other relationship eclipses so much of who we are as individuals, okay? Or marriage, that happens often in early marriage as well. I am no longer I, I am now we which is a natural joining, but also we have to make sure that we do not lose the I in order to main an actually cohesive relationship. So when we think, I think about therapy through the lens of remembering who we are. And when someone comes in to work with me or someone on my team, we are holding up a mirror. We are getting to know the true self. And as we hold that up, we say, hey, I, this is who you are. And you remember oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. This is what it feels like to be me. This is how it feels to live in my body. This is who I am. What have I been doing? You know, it's, it's a remembering and it's a waking up and it's this, this is internal call to action of, that's right, okay. So I am not as broken as I thought. I am not as small as I thought. I might not be as convenient as I thought. And, and in a good way, right? Like all the little things I thought were... I, I like the idea of origami. We're making me fold myself into this shape that felt right, but it actually wasn't my true shape or true form. And so I unfold myself in the room alongside my therapist. And as I unfold myself and I think about um, joining what she sees in me and calling out truth that is within me and helping me to remember what I already know to be true about me, then I fold myself brilliantly right into the shape that I actually am. And that, when you were you, when you were in the form and space and embodied, like, um, ah, like there, yeah, like, oh, I'm there. When you're in that space, you know it because you have the experience of alignment or the intersection of who I think I am. And then I live into that and it feels like, yes, that is me. That feels congruent, aligned, right, good, free. It's like, yes, I'm here. I'm here in this world. We need to remember who we are. We spend a lot of our time living out of these weird, funky circus house mirrors. Someone shot you an image of yourself and it was, it was false, but we took it because we saw it and we believed that we were that thing. Um, we live a lot of our lives and identities out of other people's broken and faulty mirrors. And so what we hope for and begin to do as we go on our own journey is to find a true mirror and to be able to have an accurate look at ourselves so we can recognize who we are, remember who we are, and then be who we are, okay? Um, as abstract as this is, like I, I'm gonna give you a quick, um, pr very practical example. So I can very much remember the feeling that I was not smart as, um, as other people. And I was in a pretty toxic relationship at that time and um, wasn't maybe let's say as smart as that group of people. And what happened is I began to internalize that and I, my performance in school literally was like, meh, like was like whatever, right? Okay. I ended up getting out of that toxic relationship. I go to college, college praise was like this time of actual freedom where I was living on my own for the first time, like most of us do. Okay. But it was like outside of the, the mirrors I'd been looking into for so long outside of the abuse, outside of these relationships, outside of the old story. 
and literally like watched my grades start to get better. This is in college. This is not when this happens. Can we just put that out there for a second? Usually in college, it's like, like what school? I'm on my own. Like, I don't know. And no, I have this other experience where I'm like, when I'm not who they thought I was, when I am not who I thought I was look, when I looked at them, I actually did better. It was a very interesting experience, you guys, when I realized, that, like, wait, I'm not dumb? I'm not joking. I'm not... Oh. So if I'm not, then what's possible? If I'm capable, now what's possible? If I'm intelligent, then what the heck? Like... Oh, I have, there's all these things I need to learn and to read and to and like what like I got to jump in here. So this is just something like I'm. I, I wanted. Sometimes I know I like to live in the abstract because that's where my 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 soul thrives. But in a practical example, and it kind of feels uh, weird or vulnerable for me to share that because it's like this weird story of whatever. I'm analyzing myself right now. This is the part of trailer cast where it's like. And here is my story. <laughs> and I will not try to control the way you hear it. I'm just going to put it out there and trust that you're either going to pick it up and like it or you won't. <laughs> that, that's okay. Um, we need to remember who we are. So we live from a, pla- a, pra- a place of, of accurate mirrors. And that is the work, I believe, of therapy of my own life. That is, I have learned how to see myself in truth and live in a place of truth, then I can offer a clear mirror to other people as well to see themselves from a place of clarity and truth where we wipe away the obstacle, where we wipe away the murky, foggy, you know, things that happen as we rub up against other human beings, right? Because things are rough out there and often within ourselves as well, right? Maybe even rougher. And this is the part where we get into this last piece, which is living from the good. There are times where we're so used to living from what if rather than what could be. And the the flip that I would love for people to play with this week is like, what if you just like lived from the best possible storyline? What if you live from the good? That you're good that you're great, that you're glorious, that you're intelligent, that you're a good person, that you're kind and compassionate and aware and trying for the love. (laughs) Like, what if you lived from good? What would change? How would you carry yourself? Who would you be friends with? What would you fill your time with if you lived and operated from the possibility that you're good, you're good, that you're not the things that have happened to you, that you are indeed a like free human being who is totally capable of shaping their life and of experiencing total restoration and of feeling great about who they are, loving who they are, seeing who they are, feeling good in their body, in their mind, feeling released and like, oh, like home, feeling at home within themselves. I I know that that is the work, but I also know that that's that's what's possible, that we can entertain the other storyline, that we made it, that we're good. And so what if you tried that today? What if you experimented with giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, 
leaning into the possibility that you can also believe the best about yourself, I think there'd be a lot less mess in our head. We would personalize other people less, right? We would, pers- we would stop personalizing other people's storylines, the way they looked at us or what they said or what they, how they, what they didn't say or if they showed up for us or not or, or all the twisty things that our, our brains want to do in response to self-preservation. So what happens when we believe our best possible intention and our best possible self is we also can do that for other people and believe that, hey, like that wasn't on purpose or they weren't trying to do that or maybe that wasn't about me. (laughs) And when we can live in that compassionate reverberation, I think we are actually seeing things much more clearly. So entity versus action, remembering who we are, living from the good. I want to know what you think, how you put that on, what that feels like for you, what could be possible if you tried that on and just lived a day that way, made a phone call that way, looked at yourself in the mirror that way, considered how things could be, even for today. Cheers. Hi, you guys. Elise here, your podcast host for TrailerCast podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that TrailerCast is also available on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a special community for creatives. And it is a way to support the people that are behind the microphone or um, on the Zoom call or, or doing these things called podcasts. So if you have um, been affected by TrailerCast and feel like contributing to the show and the making of the show, um, I'd be grateful. So if you are interested, you can check out trailercast.com or search us on Patreon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening today, you guys. I just want you to know how how important you are to this process. And I say it all the time, but I'll say it again. If you weren't here, it would just be um, a person and a microphone. And so you are what makes this podcast come to life. And so if you hear things that you enjoy, um, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends or hit subscribe or leave some Apple review. (laughs) I, um, I love knowing that this is having a life of its own and that it is becoming something bigger on its own. And it's so cool to listen to the different reactions that people have. So please check out the TrailerCast community. If you have questions about um, my work or working together, you can learn about everything at trailercast.com or elisesnipes.com. Would love to be able to continue to connect with you in this beautiful life that we are living together. Cheers. Thank you for listening to TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. Visit TrailerCast.com to listen to all of our recorded episodes, sign up for Patreon to offer support for the show and get access to group sessions, extra bonus episodes and content, and our private Instagram account where we continue to grow the TrailerCast community. Follow Elise on Instagram at EliseSnipes underscore collective and learn more about her work at EliseSnipes.com. 
Lastly, we'd love for you to take a moment and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Cheers and see you next time. Thank you.